are listening to the Paranormal Chronicles radio show. Here is your host, paranormal researcher and author of the best-selling A Most Haunted House, Gavin Lee Davis. Welcome, my name is JL Davis, author of the terrifying true account that is haunted horror of Haverford West and founder of the ParanormalChronicles.com. Thank you for joining me on my exploration into all things mysterious and of a paranormal nature as we broadcast to you from beautiful Pembrokeshire, West Wales. This series is brought to you by Sixth-Books.com. Visit Sixth-Books.com today and explore a wealth of reading on the supernatural and the spiritual. Visit sixth hyphenbooks.com today thank you to all our new followers all our followers are put into a monthly prize draw to win cool paranormal books plus we'll be giving away a 25 pound or dollar amazon gift voucher to one of our lucky followers in one of our september 2019 episodes it's our way of saying thank you for supporting the show Explore and download our archives with 20 incredible episodes featuring witness encounters with demons, Bigfoot, UFOs and ghosts, on-location reports from some of Pembroke's most haunted locations, and the very best guests on the planet talk about their paranormal and spiritual experiences and research right here. If you have an account, experience or theory you would like to share, then find and message the Paranormal Chronicles on Instagram or Facebook, tweet at Paracron or email paranormalchronicles at aol.com on tonight's show what are attachments and are they harmful to us where does psychic energy come from do we all have spirit guides why are some people drawn to psychic phenomenon and others not tonight we are blessed to be joined by the incredibly in-demand best-selling author that is sherry dillard who talks about her new book i've never met a dead person i didn't like Sherry Dillard is the internationally renowned psychic, medium, medical intuitive, and is the expert helping others to develop and understand their intuitive and spiritual gifts. She is the author of nine books that have been translated into 12 languages. She's given over 50,000 readings worldwide and has been featured on radio and television for incredible books and her work as a psychic detective. Sherry's work with police detectives in the Stephanie Bennett murder cold case made national news and was featured on Psychic Detective television show. This is an incredible interview that will motivate, inspire and enlighten, but will get you pondering, have you ever met a dead person you didn't like? On with the show. The book opens with a description of recalling a traumatic event and a near-death experience. Do you think that this had anything to do with your ability to communicate with the other side? That's a great question. I feel that, it, you know, you can never be certain whether or not whatever we do, you know, kind of leads to that kind of psychic opening. I suspect that my familiarity and my feeling that the other side was good, that it was comfortable, that it was safe. If it didn't completely like open that part of me, it certainly gave me that cushion security with the other side that helped me to open more. I suspect my ability to communicate and see spirits when I was very young is linked to that and that I never shied away from it because for me, again, when I, you know, I didn't know that that's what happened to me until 
until I was much older and I went through a process of recovering that memory. But as a child, I just instinctually felt very safe with anything that had to do with, you know, seeing spirits or hearing, you know, messages within or knowing that there was something other than the physical world. So the title of the book is I've Never Met a Dead Person I Didn't Like. Is this true of all of those on the other side? Are they all likable? You know, a lot of people have asked me that question or they simply text or email me and said, really? Well, I don't, you know, there's a lot of questions. Is that true? Yeah. I feel that the soul is by its nature divine divinely connected to a higher power, a higher presence, and that it is good. And when people pass over, what happens is that the ego part of us falls away, the part of us that has probably done things that have not always been feel good, feeling good to ourselves and others, made mistakes, that kind of thing. And what surfaces is a, a soul perspective. We see things we see ourselves and everything that we've done we through the soul review we see that as how it what we can learn from that we see the bigger picture of that and through that process what i've found communicating with those on the other side is that yeah i really do like people i really do like them and i've and i've worked with people that have done pretty rotten things when they've been here in the physical but they understand better how they may have, you know, kind of harmed others, caused others pain, caused themselves pain. And there's an incredible amount of sense of humbleness and forgiveness that they feel for others. I mean, you know, that they certainly are humbled by their own actions, but more so by a presence that they feel that is loving, that is good. Now, I do believe, though, that there are dark forces I do believe that there are uh, ne- there's negative thought forms, that there are certain spirits that souls that have had attachments and passed over and unfortunately, for several reasons, different reasons, may not have gone over into the light. Yeah. I still believe that they are basically good souls in there. I still believe that there is a pure energy that they life force energy they hold that cannot be marred or dissolved. But they're not operating from that. They're operating from more of a dark negativity or they have a, you know, an attachment that has its own agenda. And so unfortunately, those souls we think of as, you know, bad or or harmful. And a lot of times they are harmful and a lot of times they are bad. But essentially, I still believe that at that heart, they are good. And that's why we can transform those energies. And at times we can work with them to bring them into the light and to help souls that are trapped by them. When I do readings, when I meet, when I say meet dead people, I'm talking about the people that I work with, you know, the souls I communicate with as a medium. I, I don't really communicate with dark energies in that same way so if i can ask where do the attachments come from that cause all this negativity are they human beings or are they something totally different well i think they may have experienced life as a human being i feel like there are you know there's so many levels of attachments um some attachments and i've worked with people that have had their own family members attached to them i had One client, I'll never forget, who was very, very, very close to her mother. Her whole life she lived with her. And they were so bonded. And when her mother, when she came in for a reading to talk to her mother on the other side, I realized your mother's not, your mother's 
not on the other side. I mean, she is. She's passed over. She's with you. I mean, she's literally in your energy field. Her mother didn't cause mean to cause her harm. She wasn't an evil, bad spirit. But she was attached to her in a way that wasn't good for either one of them. I mean, the woman came in because to talk to her mother, but she also had these excruciatingly bad headaches. She couldn't sleep. Her health was not doing well. And a big part of that, I believe, was because her mother was attached to her energy and just drawing energy from her. So there are attachments that don't mean us harm, that are simply lost souls. But they can, you know, if they're attached to us, they do. They're not good for us. I mean, they're not good for us, mind, body, spirit. And it's not good for them. They need to go to the light. And then there are dark forces that attach to people that are not as benign, you know, that do mean mean more harm. Now, a lot of times I've found that those darker energies are, you know, kind of a mass of negative thought form too, as opposed to one soul. I don't really feel that those generally are one soul. They usually come from a different level on the spirit realm that is, you know, kind of a darker realm. And those are the ones that can cause, those are the ones that, you know, are really more dangerous you describe a time of confusion when you were younger when you were homeless Mm -hmm. and you didn't know what to do or where to go it was a moment where you surrendered to a higher power how much do you think this changed your life in future well I feel like it you know at the time that I did that at the time that I surrendered I mean it was a full complete surrender because I really didn't see a life for myself I I remember I did this in the mountains um, near a uh, river that I had been camping out at and I had to leave there and I didn't have any place to go. I didn't know where I was going to go. I remember sitting up all night and just thinking about the choices I had. I thought about, you know, I can go try to get a job. I didn't know quite how I was going to make the money to get someplace, but I was thinking, well, maybe I can go back to school. I can do this. Maybe I can do that. And everything I came up with, I thought, you know what, I'm going to end up with this question that I have right now that's always been just needing an answer from me. And that was, what is what is my life worth? What What is my purpose? I didn't want to go through all of that just to get to the place I was right then, which is I needed more. I needed something else. My life as I envisioned it wasn't really worth anything to me. And the only way I could really feel that my life had meaning was to give it up, was to release, to surrender to something much more powerful. And so that's what I did is I completely did that. And I felt a huge sense of relief when I did that. So if I hadn't done that, the shape that I had been in at that time, I suspect if I hadn't done that, I would have been incredibly depressed. I mean, we can never say for certain what would have happened, but I can tell you that I don't, I mean, what gave me joy was to surrender. And I feel like I would have probably continued to search and to try different things. And I would probably have been quite depressed. And any scenario I think of, if I hadn't done that, doesn't really feel like it would have been very good. In the midst of psychic and medium experiences, you encountered religious and spiritual people, practices and phenomena that challenged your childhood religious upbringing and personal beliefs. Is there a link between being psychic and spirituality? For me, there is. For me, that there's a undeniable link between psychic energy and spirituality. One of the reasons that I was resistant to to being a psychic and a medium was that I, I didn't see that link. And I didn't, it seemed 
it just didn't seem very attractive to me to, I guess it's, it's the fears a lot of people have of, you know, kind of dabbling in something and, you know, bumping into some a spirit that's negative or bad or, you know, it just seemed very unattractive. And, and then when I started to have psychic experiences that involved more divine presence, spirituality, more of a sense of connection to something greater that, and that was good. And I felt that more so than I had ever felt goodness. I could feel it there. Everything changed for me because I realized that it wasn't just something to do being psychic. It wasn't just a unknown. It was something that had more purpose and meaning. And I definitely feel that psychic energy comes from our soul. I, I feel like it's an aspect of our greater self. When I, you know, when I talk about the soul, I really feel that it's that, what I was saying earlier, it's that divine life force energy that we all have. And, and that's where psychic ability comes from, is from that core divine self. Because when we pass over, we're very psychic. I mean, it's it, we're psychic to the degree that we don't even think it's a big deal. That's just what we are. That It's like breathing here. We don't think about breathing. We just breathe. When we go over, we're psychic. We just know. We feel. We see. We don't use our five senses. We don't have five senses. We use our psychic sense. So it is, it is by its very nature, quite spiritual. We will be right back after these important messages. I've never met a dead person I didn't like is the extraordinary travels of a young, alone, and broke psychic in the highly anticipated new book from internationally renowned psychic, medium, medical intuitive, and best-selling author Sherry Dillard. Critics have described I've never met a dead person I didn't like as an engrossing memoir, an empowering story of how a broken girl came to accept her psychic gift, a refreshing and fun read. I've Never Met a Dead Person I Didn't Like is available through Amazon, Kindle, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. How far would you go to protect the children in your care? Nyla's Babies is the terrifying, chilling book from Jack Simonson, in which a young nanny battles an ancient demon for the souls of the twin babies in her care. Critics have heralded Nyla's Babies as an impressive and vivid imagined story, compelling and devilishly spooky, shocking and haunting. Nyla's Babies is available on Amazon, Kindle or wherever books are sold. Visit CosmicEgg-Books.com for more on Nyla's Babies. Sixth Books will take you to other worlds, haunt you, open your mind and push you far beyond the veil of the unknown. Sixth Books is a leading publisher of books on the body, mind and spirit, the paranormal, consciousness, ancient wisdom and the afterlife. Explore today, learn today, open your mind today, read today. Visit sixth-books.com today. The world as you know it is about to change. Do you wish for more paranormal and spiritual content? The Paranormal Chronicles magazine is a free digital magazine crammed with the very best in paranormal and spiritual articles and features. No sign-up, no subscription, just free reading and knowledge for you. Read today at www.theparanormalchronicles.com forward slash magazine. Hi there, my name is Claire Waters and I would like to invite you on an incredible journey. I have written a book based on my personal experiences called Raising Faith a true story of raising a child's psychic medium. 
It's my family's extraordinary experiences with our young daughter's ability to communicate with spirits and the inspirational lessons learned on our journey. Raising Faith is currently available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, and wherever books are sold. Join me on this beautiful and incredible adventure. For more information on Raising Faith, visit my website, raisingfaith.co.uk, or my Facebook page, Raising Faith Book. See you there. The International Chart Topping. Haunted Horror of Haverford West has been described as terrifyingly real, a must-read, shocking and chilling brilliance, genuinely worrying, utterly frightening. Don't read before bed. Described as one of the spookiest writers out there, best-selling author G.L. Davies presents Haunted Horror of Haverford West. The true paranormal account that is shocking the world. Dare you enter? Dare you read? Haunted. Horror of Haverford West is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, and wherever books are sold. Pray you never have to live there. So why do you think people become interested in psychic phenomenon? What opens that door? Is it fate or a personal choice? I think for some it's fate. And when I when I say fate, I'm talking about kind of our soul path and what we have kind of signed on to to come into this life with. Um, you know, we've all written, not written on, down on paper, but on our own, you know, kind of spiritual map before we come into this life, what we'd like to experience, what we would like to grow into, evolve, what we need to make choices about that kind of thing. And I think a lot of people come in to bring forward, to bring forth more of this psychic energy, because it is part of who we are. It's a part of our very divine nature. And it's a great way to experience our divine nature. It's wonderful. It's fun. It's good. So I think so, for some, they're led, we're led down that path because it is part of that. And it's also an interest. And, you know, it's something that doesn't go away. Some people, you know, are led to this through their own personal experiences, whether that's a hunch or it's a full-blown, you know, kind of vision or something. You know, a lot of times, most of the people that I work with, very, very few people that I've ever actually even met have never had what they would a psychic experience or even an intuition or a feeling or a knowing. I think it's incredibly common. I think ultimately it's all our fate though. I think ultimately we're evolving into psychic beings because we're evolving into our soul. So I, I think it's just a matter of time for everybody. Well, that's a wonderful notion that we're transforming, evolving into, mm -hmm. a, into a different kind of species, a, a more spiritual, aware creature. So going back to I've never met a dead person I didn't like. Now, there's a lot of personal life experience traumas in that book that people can read about. Now, the book, it's an instant classic. It's an instant bestseller. It was released about two weeks ago from this interview and just immediately it made this huge, huge impact. Now, one of the things that it does touch upon in the book is that you came from a dysfunctional family system has psychic awareness helped you heal can it help others and if so how yeah you know i really believe that all healing is divine healing even if it's coming through a doctor a surgery chemo whatever it may be um, I really feel it all comes again from our soul because our soul can never be ill. It can never be sick or polluted. It's just that pure divine life force that's always healthy. It's always whole. And it's calling that forth. And sometimes, like I said, you know, it comes forth through intervention with medical, but sometimes it also comes forward to us through 
our own awareness and our own touching into that part of ourselves. You know, I've had many clients because I do medical intuition who have had serious illnesses and problems and cancers and things like that. And it's kind of amazing how the spiritual path is re- really is a path of healing. I mean, it really is a path of healing. And, you know, in my own life, I had so much trauma in my childhood, and I wrote about it in the book. And I think one of the biggest things that ever happened to me in my life was healing, was the encounter I had with um, that, you know, this incredible divine force that I really literally feel healed the emotional problems, emotional things I had been through. I feel like um, if that had not happened, I don't think I would have, I just can't imagine what what life would be like for me. People are often surprised they read the book or they learn about my past and they wonder why I'm so healthy or I don't really have, you know, emotional problems. I really don't. I really don't have that. And, And it's really because of the psychic energy, because of the spiritual healing that I feel I've had. And I think that's available to anybody. I think it's inherent again within us. It's part of who we are. Oh, most definitely. I think with I've never met a dead person I didn't like. I think at the core of the book is an inspirational story of how what happened to you, how you've rebounded. And not only have you rebounded, you've evolved. You found a power, mm-hmm. a gift that in turn you are using to help other people. In the later part of I've never met a dead person I didn't like, you discover what feels like a spiritual calling. Do you think everyone has a purpose and a calling or is it only a selected few? Oh, absolutely. I definitely feel that, you know, I really feel that, you know, time is really speeding up. When we look at the planet and all the challenges we have here, and we're under so much kind of internal and external pressure here right now. And I really feel that our evolution has to speed up right now, too. We have to evolve into kind of those higher, newer forms now. So, yeah, I absolutely believe that we're all on that path and that we part of that calling is that whatever, you know, I think a calling is kind of the form that that takes in our life. And it can take all different kinds of forms. You know, you're working on that level through helping people like myself get books out and have their message heard. And in part, that's your calling that, you know, you've been called into that service in that way. I've been called into service and, you know, the way I do through writing and through being a medium and working with others. And, you know, some people are called into working. I've had, I have clients who work in corporations that there's nothing that you would think of spiritual in the corporation, but yet they bring that in with their own energy and they're present in that way. And that's a calling. So I think it gives our life meaning and purpose more and gives it energy when we recognize that we may be living our calling and not aware of it. When we when we're able to see, you know, this is the possibility of what can happen here if I'm in that state of awareness and I allow energy, this positive energy to move through me, what's possible? Because ultimately that's all we need to do. And it and and we're led to, you know, we think we have to kind of figure out the purpose and then do it. We don't. What we need to figure out is simply that we can surrender to it, open to it, and it's going to lead us to it. We don't have to, we'll be led to the purpose once we allow it to happen. Once we allow ourselves to be led, we find it. So that's a case of just letting go and just embracing it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, there's that, I think, I can't remember if it was Marianne Williamson. I mean, it might've been her or it might've been Nelson Mandela. I can't remember who said, I think maybe it was Nelson Mandela. I can't remember who said that 
what what we're most afraid of is our power. We're most afraid of that part of us. And I think that that's what this is. I think that the hardest part is embracing that, you know, our good, our the power that we do have and letting it flow from there. I mean, I know people just, I work with people all the time. They have a kind of a hard time sometimes making that leap and thinking that they can be someone who changes things for the better, who has a real purpose here. And yet, Really, it's not an ego thing at all. In fact, it's the opposite, because once you embrace that, something else happens, something clicks. Well, towards the end of your book, you give up your desires to be an artist and surrender to the direction of your spirit guides. Mm -hmm. What do you think would have happened if you hadn't? Do we have free will or does fate direct our lives? You know, I, I feel that... I probably would have been given another opportunity. I think that that's the way spirit works. It's the way spirits worked in my life and I've seen in others is that we don't really just have one try. You know, I I think that spirit is persistent with us and continuously is present. And even if we, because I tried so many times to run away from myself, run away from everything that was happening to me. I mean, I crossed, you know, went all over the country trying to get away from me and find, you know, something outside of myself that could explain what was happening to me. And ultimately, I never found anything outside of myself. It was only what was inside of me that answered the questions. And I think that I I just think that we're continuously given opportunity over and over and over and over and over in our life to accept that there is maybe a higher plan or that there are answers in us or that um, we can embrace something that's, you know, really beautiful within us and we can accept that. So I don't think that ever goes away. I think that we can save ourselves a lot of time, though, and problems and anxiety if we get that, though, and just kind of it's a funny thing because when we talk about it, it seems pretty simple, like, oh, yeah, I can accept that. But yet in practice, it's it's kind of scary, you know, to let go. Yeah. So does everyone have spirit guides? You know, people like me. Oh, gosh, absolutely. Oh, I'm sure you have dozens. (laughs) (laughs) No, really, because, you know, the more you do, the more that the more people that you the more lives you're touching, you know, the more influence you have. And you have a lot of influence because, you know, you're like you're spreading the word with all these authors. And so they if you do work that affects and influences others heels, whatever it may be, you have so many more guides. Uh, you know, we all have some guides, but the more you do, the more there are more spirit guides are present and helping and working through you. I hope so. I hope they appreciate the work I do because it's a pleasure for me. It was really nice earlier when you said, oh, you know, you have a calling. My calling might be to offer a platform for people right. like yourself. There's people listening now, and I hope I'm a conduit. And I ask the questions that they want to know. For example, does everyone have spirit guides? Now, I've never met a dead person I didn't like. It's absolutely superb. It's smashing the charts in the United Kingdom, in Australia, in America. Critically, it's been universally claimed. The sales are going through the roof. But what's next for you? How do you follow up with I've never met a dead person I didn't like? Well, that's a good question. You know, usually I'm kind of right on it. Usually I I just go from task to task and I know what I'm doing and I tend to have, you know, kind of a real lot of focus in my life. Right now, I don't know what's going on. I mean, I really, 
to be honest with you, I feel like I'm in this place I hadn't been in a really long time, which is I'm waiting. And and I think that that's a good thing. I think that it's okay. And I, and I guess I'm saying that because we have to remember that when we don't know, when, when we're not clear, a lot of times that's because there's new energy coming in and we're not following the old, you know, we're kind of creating, you know, something new is happening. We're not going into the old pattern. So I'm kind of excited to see where I'm led. I know I will be. I know all of us will be. I know that I tell you, you know, you just open a little bit to spirit and it just swoops in and, you know, loves to be part of our lives in such a beautiful way. So and like I said, you know, everything's ramping up. We all know that uh, we're all evolving at a much higher, stronger pace right now. So I think if you don't know where you're going, if you're like me, you know, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe something something kind of beyond our imagination is going to be coming that would be an amazing prospect for us all i certainly think that we're on the cusp of either something very terrifying or something absolutely incredible there's too many of us now on this little planet we're taking more than we need and we're Mm -hmm. leaving very little behind so we need something incredible something beautiful to just unite us together or transcend us into different life form, which isn't so consumed with consuming. Right. You offer various services, I believe, mediumship. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes, I'm a medium, which is communicating with the other side. I'm also a medical intuitive, which I um, work with people with, mostly people that have illnesses that, you know, are hard to understand. and, um, And also, you know, kind of helping with healing with that. And I do um, psychic work also, which is, you know, getting messages and helping people in the kind of everyday things of life, too. Because I know a lot of the listeners tonight are going to be very intrigued, want to know some more, you know, want to get in touch. So people listening, they can get in touch with you. There's a website where they can find out about some of the services you offer. Is that correct? That is correct. SherryDiller.com. SherryDiller.com. And you're also, are you on Facebook? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I've got three pages. I've got my Sherry Dillard page. And then I've also got a page called You Are Psychic, which is actually a lot of people. If you're developing psychic abilities and want to just talk about it, put things out there, get advice from other people, what their experiences are, it's a great page to do that. It's I love the I love what's happening on that You Are Psychic page. I, I also monitor it pretty good. So you have to go through me to, you know, to get in basically. So it's a safe group is what I'm saying. I keep it, you know, something that people can feel comfortable with. And then I also have a um, sacred signs and symbols page too, for people that are getting a lot of signs and don't know what that's about or want to talk about that. So yeah, it would be great. All those pages are free. There's a lot of good discussion happening and you can sign up for my newsletter on my uh, website, get a free gift if you do that and get my newsletter and yeah, so there's lots going on that I do for, you know, just everybody because it's fun to do and helpful. So by going to SherryDiller.com, signing up for the newsletter, you may win a free gift. And also you've got amazing pages, Sacred Science and Symbols on Facebook. That sounds like that's a show all on its own there. That sounds absolutely superb. And if you are looking to explore your psychic abilities or you think you are psychic or you want to know a bit more, Sherry Dillard has the Facebook page, You Are Psychic. It's worthwhile getting in touch with Sherry. She's an intelligent, incredible, passionate, beautiful woman who has so much to offer. And when you read I've 
never met a dead person I didn't like. You can't help but just get caught up in this amazing woman and all the good she's doing. It's the best testimonial, the best endorsement I can give for a book. It's a memoir. It's a guide. It's a journey. And many of you can connect to that. A lot of you that are having struggles in your life right now, read I've Never Met a Dead Person I Didn't Like. And Sherry will be your guiding light. She'll be your beacon. She'll be your lighthouse to show you, guess what? I've been there. And guess what? You can come out of it. Not only can you come out of it, you can come out of it stronger, more empowered, and you can help other people. Sherry, it's the end of the show. I appreciate your time so much. But could you leave our listeners with a final thought? Yes. You know, I think that you kind of opened me to that final thought, which is um, no matter what you're going through, no matter how dismal it seems, like I said, if you when you read the book, you will see I've been there. I know what that's like. And I also know that to the degree that we have felt that confusion, that being lost, that anxiety to that degree and more, so much love, goodness, comfort and relief can come to us. And along with that comes a part of us that is so much more powerful and beautiful than we could have ever imagined, which is our soul, our spirit, our psychic ability, our intuition. That world opens and that's what the world needs right now. We need it personally and the world needs us in that way. I think that, you know, sometimes it's so hard to know what to do in this world and that's what we can do. That's the beauty. That's the present. That's the gift we can give the world is our own opening because that allows so much more to come through into this earth and to, without even realizing it, help everybody. Sherry Dillard, you're one of the most wonderful and incredible ladies ever. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I so much appreciate it. There we have it. An emotional interview from a woman that has taken her trauma and suffering and created a life to harness her gifts and to help others. I hope it has inspired you. There's a lot of detail in I've never met a dead person I didn't like, and insight into Sherry's life, which is as heartbreaking as it is motivational. The book is quite a tonic and connects with a reader in the most beautiful way. I've never met a dead person I didn't like is available through Amazon, on Kindle, through Barnes and Noble, and wherever books are sold. Read it, it's amazing. Sherry can be contacted regarding her books, mediumship and other gifts at sherrydillard.com and find her on Facebook too. She's very kind and friendly and will appreciate you reaching out. Sherry wrote a great article on the paranormal world in the free for all the Paranormal Chronicles digital magazine. It's free and it has articles by the very best authors and researchers in the world. Visit www.theparanormalchronicles.com forward slash magazine today. No sign up, no subscription, just free editions of free knowledge for you that you can enjoy on your computer, tablet or phone. Visit www.theparanormalchronicles.com forward slash magazine today for your free digital magazine. It is amazing. Trust me, go on and have a read. It's free. Remember to follow so you never miss an episode. We have great interviews and on-location reports coming soon. Share to your friends and find the Paranormal Chronicles on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Let me leave you with this. I've never met a dead person I didn't like. Has a number of traumatic and harrowing events that affected Sherry's life. Sherry's message is that we can rise from depression, from trauma, from grief. And we can find a meaningful world to live in. You have to know that your life matters. People care about you and no matter how tough life gets, there is a beacon of hope and things can get better. I know this. I was dependent to alcohol. I suffer with suicidal depression and bipolar disorder. I had a mini stroke and here I am, grateful that I have you, yes you, wherever you are in the world. 
you matter your life matters and together we explore the unknown thank you for listening sleep well